With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Breakfast on SEN. Full of pitch. Abbott has a big dig at this. Has it gone the whole way? Yes, it has. Sean Abbott delivers with a six. And a timely six it was too. If they want to post a, a bigger score than what they would be aiming for at the moment. Well, Abbott has aimed for the members and he's got there. With a six. A thundering six. Joseph into Abbott. Just chips it back over the bowler's head. He'll pick up a single. That's your half-century. Zampa scampers back for a second. Good running, good batting. And a timely innings from Sean Abbott. Shepard with Abbott waiting. Swinging, full toss. Got it straight out of the screws and over the fence. Big hit from Sean Abbott. Second ball, slower delivery. Probably a bigger hit. It's high in the air. Back-to-back sixes for Sean Abbott. Make hay while the sun shines is the old saying, and Sean Abbott certainly did that last night at the SCG, making the most of, well, a rare international opportunity to inspire the Aussies to a series securing 83-run victory over the West Indies. He struck a team high 69 with the bat before finishing with three for 43 from his eight overs to be crowned player of the match. And it's great to have former Aussie captain Lisa Stalaker with us this morning. Lisa, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. No worries. He was very good. He was excellent. And um, when you don't get very many opportunities to play in the Australian side, and he said um, that, you know, the World Cup, he played one game, but he toured with the guys. But to then come in and have an immediate impact when the side needed the West Indies bowled well. They had the Australians five for 91, and they needed middle to late order to, to really stick around and put a decent total on the board to, to give their bowlers a chance. He was the one. And then in the field, he took a great catch. Mm. He picked up three wickets. Um, he was in all of the action. Nine years ago, I think it was, he was named uh, Bradman Young Cricketer of the Year at the uh, at the Allen Border Medal Ceremony. He's been, I think he was named in the test squad for the summer against uh, India a few years ago mm-hmm. now. Missed out on the baggy green there. He's Got the most wickets in Big Bash history as well. So he's, it's, how do you assess his career? He's been a nearly there man for so long. I think he's in his early 30s now. You, we're so, we bat so deep, pardon the pun, you feel for guys like this. Yeah, you do. Um, you know, and, and kind of calling the game with Trent Copeland and Steve O'Keefe yesterday, they were saying when he first kind of burst into the onto the scene, he was more of a, 
a batting all-rounder. Um, and then, you know, he's worked hard on, on his bowling game to be able to kind of go, okay, where's where's the niche? Where can I get into mm. South Wales side? Or, you know, what impact can I have with Sydney Sixers or now the Australian team? Um, and there's certainly opportunities. And you think, you know, come four years' time when the next World Cup will be played, you know, is he the guy who's going to be in his absolute prime? Um, and the, given the way the Australian selectors have kind of selected um, this this first ODI side since winning the World Cup, it gives you an indication that they're looking to the future and, and he's a guy that's putting his hand up straight away. As will Jake Fraser-McGurk. Lisa, I've got a couple of questions <laughs> in relation to him. Firstly, was it the right call to have him open the batting? Uh yeah, look, you, you've literally got a, a guy like Matt Short who, who's been doing it for the Adelaide Strikers. Um, but And you get a sense the selectors want him in the middle. Um, you think potentially there's a Marcus Stoinis position up for grabs and they need to, to trial players like that in that position. Um, big call for a young guy, but this guy, is, he's, there's something, there's a mm. swagger about him. He... he he loves it, and he's literally come back from um, the ILT20 where he played for the Dubai Capitals, and um, I think one of the innings he struck it at 220, I think 41 off a handful of balls. So this guy, I don't think things phase him. This generation, things don't phase him. They go out there fearlessly, and he played like that, and he just mm. probably needs to pull back a little bit every now and again. Yeah, so that's the second part to it. How do you temper that with him? I mean, he, what, he's spoken about his ambition to play test cricket and getting that balance right between T20, mm. ODI, and test cricket. He can't be attacking every ball, but how do you temper um, his enthusiasm for, for that? Look, he, he reminds me a lot, and a few players have said it, of a Glenn Maxwell. Um, I think we've all watched uh, Maxwell and probably pulled our hair out going, why mm. did you play that shot? You mm. <laughs> you could have gone on and scored even bigger. And then he pulls out innings like we've seen in the World Cup. Um, yeah, he, he's only going to learn the more opportunities he gets and, and understands and realises that, you know, you can kind of go through the gears. You can build an innings. You don't need to go from fifth gear straight away. Um, but what we also know is this next generation, they have all the shots on offer. So it's like sometimes putting a couple away at the start and then slowly building them in, bringing them into your innings. But it will take a little bit of time, um, and we will we may be all frustrated. It will give it certainly give us something to talk about in the commentary mm. box. Um, but he's a, he's he's highly skilled, and um, hopefully he's there for a long time. Lisa, we'll come back to the matters in the middle um, in a moment. And there is another ODI obviously coming tomorrow in Canberra. But just mm-hmm. aside from that, how have you? Assess the appetite for these ODIs. I mean, there's a fair online furor at the moment around ticket pricing. I'm not sure you've caught up with, but for you know anyone 40 plus years of age listening this morning, I'm sure they shake their heads about how far these ODI games against sides like the West Indies have fallen in the public conscience. I mean, what have you made of these two ODIs? First at the G, of course, and then up in Sydney last night. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I went down. Um, my sister came to the game, and um, she's like. I remember us as kids coming to the SCG watching the West Indies like it was packed and even speaking to the members. They're like, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Mm. But this, the younger generation don't quite get that. 
Um, they've kind of, I feel like, to be honest, and I'm not sure, I'm not across the pricing, but as, as soon as um, white ball cricket has kind of gone behind the paywall, I don't reckon people are aware that it's even on, to be mm. honest. Mm. Um, and, you know, school has just come back and, you know, so the Big Bash is taking the prime positions now, really, uh, in in the school holidays, and and that's what what I think Cricket Australia want as well. They you know they're wanting more and more people. We've kind of rejigged the Big Bash to ensure that there's less games, that it's starting to become popular again, and that people want to go there in 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 numbers and also tune in as well. Uh, just we're talking about young players, and there was a lot of fresh talent at least uh, on on show last night. Will Sutherland, the Victorian captain, mm. uh, pretty handy cameo from him. I think eighteen with the bat and chipped in with a couple of wickets as well on debut. So, where does his future lie? Do you think, uh, from an international perspective, as we've said, there's there's not many chairs, and when the music stops, you, you're all fighting for a seat. Yeah, he's certainly one. I think the Australians they have this love affair at the moment with. Uh, very handy all-rounders, and we, we got to see that, even though it was only 18 runs. It was actually a crucial partnership with mm. um, Abbott at the end to get the Aussies over that 260 mark. So um, I think I think the fact that, um, you know, now uh, skipper of Victoria, Melbourne Renegade, wonderful leader in that sense, um, he'll play an important role with this Australian side, you know, maybe not straight away, um, hence why they're kind of bringing him in now just to kind of get him around the group, get an understanding. But I can see that Will Sutherland could, could play for Australia for a long period of time, you know, when this ne- when this current generation kind mm. of call it a day. Lisa, we're all experts and we're all uh, selectors at this time of the year. I acknowledge that. But <laughs> Xavier Bartlett, he was a magnificent at the MCG on Friday. I'm not sure what else he could have done to earn a new game, another game rather, and he was rested and Josh Hazelwood comes in. Now, Josh has got a test series in New Zealand to worry about coming up. Was that an eyebrow raiser for you? Uh, no, um, simply because Xavier Bartlett um, had a you know, um, back injury at the start of the summer, hasn't played any other domestic cricket other than T20 cricket. And with three 50-over games, five days... Mm. Um, I think they're very conscious to make sure they don't cook him yeah. um, for this series and that he can actually, out, out of the back of this this opportunity, then go play more domestic cricket. So um, for those that weren't aware about that, yeah, you would you would go, geez, this guy's on debut and he's yeah. just picked up four for why why doesn't he get another game? So Bloody hell, this is hard work. This so will he play thing. will he play in Canberra, do you think? Yeah, he'll he'll play in Canberra. Um and there might be an opportunity as well to Johnson comes in as well. So I, I assume Josh just played. Um, I think Steve Smith kind of had a bit of a joke at the toss going, oh, Josh only plays home games. So he can just drive from home and come and play and then off he goes <laughs> yes. again. So um, so I think we won't see Josh again, but um, Spencer Johnson might, might come in as well, who's another player that, you know, I heard Ricky Ponting during the summer say, you know, when Mitch Stark calls it a day in the test, arena maybe there's there's one in the waiting with spencer johnson mm. which is a shame about hazelwood because i, I marvel at his skill and, and perhaps we don't talk about it enough and he's overshadowed by cummins and stark and and others but what he did yesterday uh, mm. the delivery to get hope was just i mean the skill involved mm. to do what he does with the ball lisa describe it for us yeah you know when hazelwood kind of was trying to kind of come into the white ball and spend more time. Everyone's like, well, he only bowls like 130 plus yeah. and, 
you know, he hasn't got the pace and he's too predictable. You know, that's what makes him so good at test cricket. But I, I got a first-hand opportunity to see his development in the white ball when he came over and played for the Chennai Super Kings in the IPL. And under Mahendra Singh Dhoni, you know, he started to figure out the, the tricks and what he can do. And, and because he's so good with his execution, you know, if you get the field right and you put the ball where you want it, you, it doesn't matter how fast you're bowling, you're still going to be successful. And and that's why, you know, he's he's now in our white ball teams whenever we need him the most. And um, you saw Steve Smith last night, you know, turn to him, obviously at the start, um, which was good because I think the experience that he had with such a young bowling group, they'll, they would have loved that opportunity to bowl with him out there. But then also when they wanted to kind of finish the game off, he, he just brings him on and he's... He gets the key wicket of Shea Hope. Hey, Lisa, just quickly before we let you go, obviously what Cam Green does with bat and ball is what counts the most. But I've just got to – Kane is a massive Cam Green fan. His ability mm-hmm. in the field – now, there was an absolute oh. perler last night. I mean, is he going to go down, get your crystal ball out, as one of our greatest <laughs> – at one of our greatest catches of all time? Because he's got an unbelievable knack of pulling off the incredible. Well, he's got the biggest wingspan of yeah. any of them. Indeed. <laughs> and – and for such a big guy, he moves well. I mean, we've seen that in the gully position, um, you know, or fourth sit slip uh, in the test arena. But that catch at mid-wicket, you know, only he could have pulled that off. Uh, uh, I think, um, you know, everyone, you're right, talking about his batting and bowling and what he could do for the future. But he, he's going to... He's going to take some absolute specky. So start your highlights reel now, guys. Yeah, we will. Kane's already working on that as we speak. Hey, Lisa, so nice of you to join us. Uh, we look forward to the final ODI, as I said, in uh, Canberra tomorrow and then the three T20s to come after that. Great to have you on. Appreciate your time. No worries. Anytime, guys. Former Aussie cricket captain Lisa Stalaker joining us there. But, uh, Kane, it's, uh, it's now time for this.